that's what creates the foundation of who we are, our story. And when we own that, then we can step into these professional spaces and do what is right for us and grow and create stronger momentum because we're owning that. And so that was a space and time for me that I really looked at that and said, okay, this is enough. I mean, yes, I, I, there's a lot of things that I was grateful for, but it just wasn't aligning with me and I wasn't living my truth. I'm Brian Kramer. I believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is making smaller shifts. It's the small shifts in our lives that can create epic outcomes. Your journey to be more deeply connected into the life you truly deserve starts right now. Welcome to Humanly Possible, a podcast focused on small shifts that can make epic differences in our lives and at work. I'm so excited to introduce our guest, who is someone I admire and am honored to have on the show, a close friend and somebody that I, I have also been able to work with. And, and I cannot wait for you to hear about her because her sole focus is on story. I mean, story. Can you imagine how much of our lives is engulfed in story? It's everywhere. It's everything. It's our entire being. And so I have with me here today, Stephanie Senadella. As a consultant, Stephanie works with individuals to define and weave storyline into a powerful offer. She serves individuals, entrepreneurs, teams, executives, and she pulls themselves out of their margins to fast track the most profound, authentic stories into profits. Ooh, that sentence just drove uh, goosebumps up my arms. Um, Stephanie spent maybe just because we've been working on it for a while, and I'm just so excited about how this is going to uh, change and fast track so many people's lives. Stephanie has spent 20 plus years working with Fortune 500 brands like Keebler Company, Jockey International, Kraft General Foods, Helene Curtis, and so much more. She's served as a brand expert on advisory boards for the Reverie Theater Company in Chicago, Friends the Friends School in Boulder, Colorado, and the Women of Denver. Um, my friend and and such an amazing person, Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thanks for having me, Brian. I now have goosebumps too for um, that honored uh, entry. So thank you. Yeah, it's kind of weird hearing yourself. I know um, when you're doing that, but we're going to jump right in and get past the... Uh, the, the neat, fun intro and go into right into the deep, fun question of what's one small thing or a large thing, it doesn't matter, uh, but maybe it felt small at the time and it ended up being a big shift for you. Um, so I think for me, um, when I left the mega brand consultancy space, um, and I turned the lens on myself um, and learned how to do that um, better and better over time. That it was a wonderful experience. Um, and I'm definitely going to dig into that conversation, but just shifting that and, um, and deciding what was right for me. It was, yes, about um, 
I was growing my family, but it was really turning the lens on myself for the first time and, um, and digging into that, which is definitely what I help individuals do. Um, but for me, myself, it was huge. I do want to talk about that. That's such a powerful um, time in your life when you were um, an executive climbing the ladder at a an agency you helped build. Uh, from what I understand, fill, help me fill in the gaps. Like what take take me through the 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 building of the brand and and what it became and 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 where you went with that. Yeah. So uh, you know, I started. It was really. You know, it was leaving college and stepping into this agency. Um, and leaving college is somewhat tough, and you're starting into this adult world. But I stepped into this agency space, and um, and I didn't even really realize, obviously, because I wasn't reading into the crystal ball, but um, that it was a small agency, and we were all growing it together. Um, I started as the 11th hire. And when I left, uh, it was near 300. And um, and not just in Chicago, uh, but also in Cincinnati, New York, Napa. And then uh, we had global affiliates. And so it was mind-blowing. It was going from a design space to, for me, um, from a designer to an account executive to then you know, really evolving with the company and stepping into not just or stepping away from not just being design focused, but brand focused and uh, just creating the experience that you have with products, services and businesses. And um, and so it was it was mind blowing. It was profound. It was <laughs> often draining, um, but but it was good. It was good. You, um, you were, you were building, climbing, creating, uh, the agency was growing and, um, there must've been some things that you learned along the way as you were doing that, that really created who you've become. What did you learn? So, you know, many containers I could jump into there, but I think one of the things, well, maybe there are two, two avenues that I'll go down. And that was, I learned about products and services, okay, that are, that our world is built on that and how we, we use market principles and we use visuals and we create experience to make connection with individuals. Okay. Um, which is good and important and profit based. And, um, but for me, um, and, and, and I will step back for a second and say those things that I learned. I certainly weave into what I'm doing now because I understand what works. Okay. But I did fall into a profit based space. And I think it happens. I know it happens with a lot of people. For me in particular, um, I never anticipated that I would have such opportunities. I never anticipated, um, that I would be in such a lucrative sphere. I grew up in a space that, um, uh, money was not a part of my world. I had a complex upbringing. Um, quite frankly, um, my parents were divorced when I was two years old. Um, my mother was on welfare. Our family was on welfare um, as she climbed her way into 
educating herself and, and building a world for us. And so money was a big deal. And, um, and so being in this space, yes, it was exciting, but I did fall into this profit mode of, um, I would get, you know, sometimes it was exciting and fun and then very stressful, but I kept putting up with everything because it was profit-based. And I think a lot of individuals do that. And, um, and I know we're going to talk a lot about story, but I wasn't owning my story. I was just focused on profit and money and how important that was. And, um, and, and yes, I'm super proud of, of the brands that I grew and the learning that, that took place. And there were very exciting moments, but also, um, you know, I got to a space where, um, I began to grow my family and, and, and I just became older and, um, and stepped in more of a wisdom space. And I realized that life is so much more than just profit and, um, and lucrativeness. Um, yes, that's exciting. And I still like a profit space and I still want people to be in profit spaces, um, because they deserve that based on the work that they do. But it's also about, you know, leading a joyful, happy life that feels really fulfilling and exciting. So, um, those are big takeaways for me. And I, w- w- that must have felt um, like a big mountain to climb to walk into a place that's thriving, a career that went um, pretty high up. Uh, you're you you worked hard for this, and now you're 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 handing them your notice, um, and and you're pretty uh, you're you're moving on, and you're looking towards what's what's next. Uh, how was that? It was interesting. Uh, I handed my notice three times and I got pulled back in each time um, because uh, I was just offered more money, more opportunity. And, um, And it was hard for me to walk away from that for several reasons. I mean, um, Yes, it was exciting to climb that ladder. And I, again, I just, I never realized that I would ever be in those spaces. And so, um, but at the same time, I really had to check in with myself and say, look, you know, I'm not sure how my individual family is going to work stepping away from this because it's going to be a big shift. But I had to look at purpose and what was right for me. And, um, and, you know, I just, I I think in life in general, we evolve, we're not going to do one thing forever. Maybe individuals do that, but I think in general, there is a lot of evolution that's happening. And I really had to turn that lens to myself and decide what was, what was appropriate, what was right. Because otherwise, um, you know, in those money spaces, yeah, I'm a worker bee. There are so many individuals out there that are worker bees. Okay. But it's really what serves us. Um, that's when we grow and innovate and create in the way that we're supposed to. So, um, again, there was just additional learning there and, um, good stuff. So I love that. I love that you made a decision for yourself, for your family, for like the sake of something bigger than yourself. And you saw that and you said, okay, let's go do this. And, and 
And now I'm, I'm curious about that. Um, you're looking at the shifts of your life, like everything that mattered, maybe your, your storyline. And that's kind of where this with that, where this comes in and, and how this all kind of comes together. How did the next piece evolve into? you're coming from a space of brand and marketing and agency. And obviously story is a huge part of that to uh, becoming a story architect. Yeah. So, um, you know, for me, it was, it was, you know, a difficult decision to walk away from that, but it felt right. And, um, and because I got to the stage of, yes, putting these questions out for myself, what was really serving and what's purpose. And I'm growing a family and I want to do the most appropriate things, the strongest things. And um, at that point in my life, I just felt like, am I really making good noise? And I didn't feel like I was. So it was really purpose-based. So if I'm going to do the work, if I'm going to make these investments, it needs to be good and serve the world very much in that space. That's where I was from a headspace and a heart space. And so um, that's when I started really tapping into my personal story. And that was, which is very multi-layered. Um, I was really, um, you know, just looking underneath. And, um, and I looked at how I was raised and, um, you know, some complication. Uh, I was raised in uh, middle America in the height of the HIV AIDS crisis. And when I was 13, I found out that my dad was a closeted gay man. And at this stage in my life, I really started to turn the lens on that and what that was. And him being in that space, that meant that we were all closeted and we weren't owning our truth and we weren't owning our voice. And that's not okay. Um, I don't think it's fair. It's not good. And we all deserve to step into those spaces. That's a pillar of, those are pillars of who we are. And that's what creates the foundation of who we are, our story. And when we own that, then we can step into these professional spaces and do what is right for us and grow and create stronger momentum because we're owning that. And so that was a space and time for me that I really looked at that and said, okay, this is enough. I mean, yes, I, I, there's a lot of things that I was grateful for, but it just wasn't aligning with me and I wasn't living my truth. And I very much thought about my dad not living his truth or my mother for that matter too. And people deserve that. You know, we, and it made me, it has, and I've spent so much time with this. Yes, we talked about, um, you know, you, you introduced and talked about, you know, the theater company, the school, the, the women's organization, but also LGBTQ communities that I've invested in that because the work that I did previously, I have a lot of history and expertise, but I want to weave it in to individuals that really um, deserve to own um, who they are. And so I really shifted in that space. They deserve to grow 
and, you know, pick up that life microphone and really use it. Stand up tall with confidence and bravery, but it takes work. And, um, and so for me to be able to, I, you know, I, I built that space for myself. I sent it out. I mean, I had held those secrets forever. And, um, and so once I, I, I stepped out and I owned that and I shared it, I thought, okay, I have a lot that I can serve here. My personal story, um, but also this expertise that I can weave in. And that's what helps people fast track. Like, okay, let's clean up this, this, this yuck stuff that we feel like we have to hold. We don't need to. Let's clean it up. Let's release it. And let's own these, these, uh, these segments of brilliance that we stepped into this world with. So that was my learning. And that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm serving. Mm. And you know what I, the thing that um, really jumped out for me was the life microphone. Um, All of it, all of it did. Everything that you always say connects with me so much. Um, You just have a wonderful way with, with words and connecting into what matters to you. I don't know if you've always been like that, but it, it, when you talk about it in um, as a, as a life microphone, um, and I, I wonder how, how that equates to now the, the work that you're doing to create. How does someone create the right mix, the right story that, that matters to them so that they can stand up and lean into their life microphone? Yeah. So when I work with individuals, I actually, um, I started working with one woman about a year and a half ago and we're moving into another space. And it was so funny because she said, you know, I'm, we're mapping out what we need to do for this next chapter. And she said, you know, you are someone that, um, you make me look at things I don't want to look at, but I know I need to. And, um, and so that's, that's the very first phase is taking a look at again, those core pillars and foundation of, you know, yes, there's a lot of consulting work that I'm doing because I'm bringing in this, this, uh, these market principles and the brand exercises and what works. But that first mode is coaching. It's coaching and consulting. The coaching is, okay, we really have to look at ourselves and, and detox, you know, these things that we've carried but detox them, let them go and really own and shine a light on the things that are good that we want to move forward with. So it's that personal space and owning and beginning to craft a story. And it isn't making up a story. It's, it it is, it's, you know, uh, fitting together these elements that are just natural for us that feel good that we want to own. And then that's what enables us to then step into this professional space. Okay, who and what do we want to do and what do we want to represent? Um, you know, again, I'm going to step back into this space of the, um, the work that I did with the theater company, with the school, with the women's organization, LGBTQ, that becomes legacy. You know, portions of that is legacy work, that that's what I want to own. Um, you know, we all have only so much time in a day. And so these things that we want to own, 
So when we're very clear on that personal and professional space, then we can really dig into a brand marketing plan, really map that story that is so easy for us to just roll out. It's rolling the red carpet out of our story. You, you were t- you're talking about um, a lot of the uh, different levels of story. And there's obviously there's everyone has their own story, their own unique story. And much like a fingerprint, I don't think that there is and could ever be a, a story that's unlike uh, or like another. Um, and and uh, getting someone to the point of telling their story, as we both know, is both raw and uh, challenging, but also finding the story that resonates with others and connects into others uh, and 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 gets them to turn their head and say that's interesting tell me more uh, for you what is that what's that little piece for people that that um, that they need to find that um, that key for them well there's a couple of things it is um, doing that exploration and there are lots of different things that we do we we focus on words, individual words that tie into who we are. Uh, we look at some t- just life timeline and uh, what's making sense and what isn't. Okay. It's very much about crafting story that then will make connection versus, okay, this is what we think, you know, he- here, here's a skeleton of what we think is going to work. No, we're going to let go of that. It is when we start to own that story, um, Again, we can roll it out very easily. But the other thing that's important is through connection. Yes, story is going to help connect us, but it's also focusing on who is our audience? Who are our people? Who are our tribes? And um, who do we lean into to reference um, who are great ties for us? When we know all of that and when we start tapping into that, Again, it's similar to this personal story space that when we're feeling good about that, then we can start exploring these worlds, these communities that make sense for us. We can certainly tap into them from a marketing standpoint, um, but that's what also creates experience, a good experience because I often say this when I meet with individuals that are so right for me, you and I talk about this, I'll say, uh, Brian, you are, you know, human to human, you are speaking my language. And so when you have that connection with people, you know, they are speaking your language. Your story opens up very easily. You sort of tap into their story or, um, it, you know, things that resonate and that helps build on your story as well. It's about connection and it's, it's continuing to grow that based on the people that you're making connections with as well. It also is a bit, um, it's also a differentiator that when you're looking at other individuals, another, you know, brand principle is differentiating yourself. Okay. Yes. These people resonate with me, but then I look at, I can turn that lens back to myself or individuals that I'm working with, but what is clearly differentiating you? So important to know that yourself and share that because that's what people get excited about then they know what you're bringing to the party. Give me an example, because some people think, I, I don't think anything's 
I mean, I'm, I'm putting this out there in terms of like what I make up in my head. Right. But I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that some, some, some people are like, you know, that this is the saboteur, right? Like a lot of people are going to have a saboteur that come up and they say, what, why I have, I don't have anything unique that puts me up on stage or out into the, uh, a space that's going to be unique enough to tell a story that has that one thing that's going to connect enough the way that you're talking about where where i'm guessing that you and i are saying no everyone does have that thing um give me an example okay um so i think you're asking the an example of the work that i do with individuals um but, yeah, or something you've seen or 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 an example of the work or work you've done or yeah yeah so because that does happen that, you know, it's so interesting. I also have uh, someone that I just worked with in the last couple of months, and he was very much in a space where he was saying, you know, uh, he wants to elevate himself to a higher level. And he's saying, but I just, I don't even see myself doing really purposeful work like you're doing. And, and it is this saboteur piece that, you know, I'm just, I don't know that I'm there. And, um, and so, we do this work. Well, you know, first of all, again, it is drilling into these individual pieces of these core words, uh, you know, these, you know, core history pieces and mapping that out. But also I say to individuals, we have an exercise that we look at people that other people that are in your space and what we call the competitive set. Okay. Other people that are doing the same things that you are. And when you study them, you see, okay, so as I look at them, what am I impressed with and what am I not so impressed with? And then I say, turn the lens back to yourself and compare and contrast. And then suddenly they're in a space that, well, I like, you know, I'm very impressed with, you know, these levels of things that they're doing. I'm looking at these other things and I'm like, I, I could show up in, in a much stronger way. And so it is going down that path of checking into these other areas. And then we start developing this differentiation piece of, you know, you have to look at who's in your space and you do have to compare and contrast. And suddenly you're learning from those spaces and you're also sitting and standing taller and saying, hey, wait a second, I'm actually pretty good. And then you begin to understand your points of difference. Tell me about the vulnerability piece, because you just uh, and I, I didn't mean I didn't mean nor want to just fly over this, but I, I want to acknowledge the fact that you shared something so intimate and and deep to to you that this is part of your being. This is part of your 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 embedded, imprinted story, uh, which which is your dad and and your family and and within. Uh, just what we've talked about here, people have gotten to know you, which I so value um, about us being able to tell our story without regard. And I think that's so neat to be able to not have to hold back. Um, and and I wonder if so many people do hold back because they're like, well, this is a corporate environment, or this is a networking event, or this is a uh, podcast and I shouldn't put these kinds of things out there. Yet you just did in a way that was 
so um, nicely uh, presented, but but also human and real, um, and and it, it it endears you to that person. So where is is there a line? Um, is that is that something that be, that we need to pull out of ourselves and put into our story and be that vulnerable self? As Brene Brown has made quite clear, but there's more to it than that. Where are you at on that? Yeah. Um, great question. And, uh, let me just say, yes, I was able to roll it out. Sometimes it's very emotional for me and sometimes, okay, I'm okay. Every day is different. And today was okay. Yesterday could have been a box of Kleenex. And, um, but I say to people that, um, it's such a good question because people are concerned about these corporate spaces or when is it appropriate? They want to make these connections. And I actually say um, that be ready for it. Not all people are the same and not all audiences are the same. Get ready for your story to be served up in three different ways. A middle of the road way, a conservative way, and a really open way. So that when you're speaking or connecting with individuals, you have to have a sense of what it feels like, if it's okay to open and evolve that. And um, it's taken me a very long time. I, I closeted that story for so long. Um, I found my people and I began to open it up. Um, we have a group of, of uh women that I work with um, or connect with. They are dear friends and we call ourselves gay dad kids. When I first started opening up, it was very challenging for me. So it's a matter of practice also. And I say that to clients that, look, let's just practice it. Okay. We're not going to step out and just, you know, let it, uh, you know, completely purge. It is about testing and marketing, we test things. It's the same thing with our story. It's testing it. It's testing it in an environment. It's testing it with individuals. And the more we know ourselves, our differentiated pieces, our story, the more intuitive we are because we're connected with ourselves. So we can be in these moments and we can lean into our intu intuition. Is this a moment that I can share this? Um, I will also say, uh, this reminded me, this question reminded me of, I have this series that I just started, Boldly Built Stories. And uh, my first interview uh, was with um, someone in the diversity space. And he works in uh, and, and has, has done lots of work with government agencies. And we went through the same thing of how and when do we know how vulnerable we can get? And it is about testing it. And you just have to, it, it's, it's testing and over time, evolving it and getting a sense of how open can I be? And because we don't want people to walk away. And so it is having, a, you know, sort of three versions of, of story and also, I think, vulnerability. Wow. Oh, I love that. I hadn't, I hadn't, um, you, you always think about your story as just one thing, um, but there's different scenarios all the time. And you, you know, you always hear about the elevator experience. Like you have 10 floors. What do you say? But um, maybe that's one version because again, you only have 10 floors. So why, but you all, 
that it's it's not always black and white. We we have to think in in um, in scenarios because it's not a scenario of what are you going to say. It's a scenario of what's the context of the time you've been given and the person you're talking to, um, and is this right for the moment? Um, so there is some emotional intelligence going on here for how you're about to tell the story. Then, yeah, it is absolutely that. But I would also say <clears throat> when we start diving in like, you know, versus um, when I was working in that agency space, it was all about these products. It was all about the profit margins. And I, it, was, it wasn't so human. And so when we're in, more in this human space, okay, we're more knowledgeable about who we want to be, what we want to do. And we also then get more comfortable. We get confident, brave, and liberated to take those chances, to take those risks. They may not always work, but it's good to be in a risk state because we also get proud of that, that, hey, you know what? This didn't work, but I'm proud that I stepped out and did it. This risk, oh my gosh, it was mind-blowing. It worked. I'm so proud of myself that I did it. And so it's a really it's it becomes very liberating and that's hugely important uh, i can feel it it's like it's jumping out right now uh and and i know that feeling i've had it maybe just a small few times in my life when when you finally just jump out and you 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 say it um and it, it it's like okay that that it's both done and you're like wow it's a good feeling um what um what how do how do um how do you get to the place where uh you know that 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 is the flow like what is flow to a story how do you find the flow of a story that that is right for you well again i would say um it is practice it is architecting it it is interviewing it is um, and we talk a lot about this in the work that we've done. It's like writing a book. I've done a lot, a lot of writing in the last 10 years. And it is about writing that story much more than you need. And then it is condensing and editing for what feels right. And those are the things that's just messaging and content in general, right? But it's also the same with story. It's the same methodology, very similar. Um, but it's, you know, story is very personal. And so it's going to serve you no matter what. But then we pull the nuances out of it that make sense and that are appropriate for a professional space or also this meaningful business that we're crafting. It's about the growth that you want uh, based on, you know, many people that I work with, they've been in a professional space that yes is lucrative, but it's not really feeling like it's serving them. And, uh, but they have to make this decision. Where do I want to go now? You know, I'm in my forties, uh, early fifties. This is not feeling, it's not fulfilling anymore in the way that maybe it was 10, 15 years ago. Where do I now shift to this? So this can and, help you get unstuck and move to the next thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and, it's a, it's a huge piece of unstu unstuckness, but also struggle that, you know, we, we get in this safe space, right? This is this 
I'm not going to say it's a comfort zone. It's a safe space. And we have this fear that, ooh, do we really want to step out and, and live this truth? And so there is a practice of, of telling the story, but growing the story and then editing, editing down to just the core gems that feel good for you and that other people are, are getting, will get excited about. Again, based on the work that you look at your competitive set, you look about how you differentiate yourself. And when you're in that mindset, you know, that strategic mindset, you can lean into that story and we can draw those things out. And then again, from a liberating standpoint and a risk standpoint, it's very exciting. As a story architect, I can only imagine the opposite of what you, like when you see the opposite and you're, you're, you're listening to a story and you're like, oh dear God, does that ever happen? What, like the bloopers of story? And you're like, oh my gosh. Like, what is the, how do you, um, what, what's, tell me, tell me some things of just definitely don't do this. Well, I think the, oh my God moment. I don't know that I really have that. I have to say, I think I have a more heartful moment that I see people really protecting themselves and they, they want to move into an elevated space an evolved space um, that's more engaging, but they do, it's, there's, there's this, you know, fear boundary and they're ready to do the work, but it's a little, it's a little scary at first. And, um, and that's, um, it's just a heartful space for me. I feel that. And, um, because I've been there and, um, and at the same, you know, and I'll also say in the space where they're not feeling that, they can differentiate themselves as strongly as maybe I'm suggesting or asking them to. And so um, that, that that's the st- struggle stuck space. And it's a heartful space for me, but I know that once we get over that road bump, you know, we're going to get closer to that rainbow. And, and I know that's going to happen. But in that moment, yeah, it's, it's hard because I see it and I feel it. Wow. Okay. So the, the holding back part that I love that. And, um, and it's, it's certainly, I can see it. I can see the hesitation and and why people would want to do that. It's a, it feels safer at the time and, and to, um, maybe test and try, uh, releasing just a little bit more each time is kind of what I'm hearing. And, and, and it won't be so bad, uh, and, and see, see what you can do with that. Um, and I, I just want to add something to that and say, you know, in the process uh, of my work is it's a partnership. I say to people, look, you could hire someone, you could hire me to, I'll interview you and I'll do all the work. But the fact of the matter is I want these individuals to own it. So I want it to be a partnership that we're working together because it's so powerful to own that yourself, to uncover things, to open it up, to step into that space that yes, I will, I will be the person that is walking next to them. And I certainly have strong perspective, but I want them to own it because that's where the power base comes from. Absolutely. Yeah. We have to own our own story or it's never going to work. I totally agree with you. Yeah. I love it. 
Stephanie, what's one thing that you want to leave us with, like a, a shift in in somebody else or yourself that um, that they can take away from this conversation? I just think one of the core pillars that I live by is that everyone deserves to own and live their story, and um, and to step out of the margins and get in the center, and um, and hold that live microphone with two hands. Because um, that's what we're in this. That's what we're in this world to do: is share our story and to create connection and to be together. Where can everybody find you? Um, you can email me at stephanie at stephaniesen that's c e n dot com. Um, my website stephaniesen dot com. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, um, Instagram. I'm sure. Instagram, SK Senadella. And um, I'd love oh, yeah. to connect and, um, and chat about story. Wonderful. It's what fills me. Uh, I can tell. I can tell. And that's why I was so excited to have you on the podcast. There's so much more than just we could what we could cover here. So we'll have to have you back again. And thank you so very much. I I love, love always talking with you. And I just couldn't wait to get you on here so that we could let let everybody in on the little secret that is you. So thank you again. Thank you so much, Brian. I'm right. super, super honored to be here. Well, me too. Me too to have you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you love this episode, please subscribe. We love having subscribers just like you. Download a few more episodes. And if you feel moved, we would so appreciate a review. I'd love to also hear your key takeaway. What impacted you from this episode? You can tweet me your answer and reach out on Twitter at Brian Kramer. That's Brian with a Y, Kramer with a K. And definitely be sure to join us in our Facebook group. We have just under 3,000 humans just like you and me looking to connect even more imperfectly. Until next time.